0: Welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. Today I'm going to share a little bit about what's been going on in our household. It has been crazy. I'm sure it's been crazy in everyone's household, especially those with kids, but it really has been crazy for us. So hopefully you'll get a few tips, a little bit of encouragement, and definitely some advice on how to be a loving and nurturing partner with definitely not being a doormat. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights for you on social media and pretend it's all rosy. Where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife podcast. Okay, so I was listening to somebody today who reminded reminded me of this awesome book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, and he starts the book and he talks about how good is the enemy of great, and it was just really inspiring to hear, it just reminded me, um, you know, during this time when we've had everything shaken up for us. sometimes it's going to be a good thing and, and and we're going to move forward and do amazing things that we'd never would have done before because we had a good life before we had we had things good there was no reason to sort of shake those up and do something different but now that we've some of us have had that forced on us um, you know we, we here's an opportunity to do some really awesome things and for awesome things to come out of this and it's just it was just a great reminder and a good I, I thought a good reset to just um, to frame the next period to help get me in the mindset of this is a great thing rather than kind of mourning the past and mourning what we had Um, so just a bit of a background so obviously I'm a pilot's wife so my husband's a pilot and during the coronavirus there's nobody traveling nobody's flying and so there's no jobs for many pilots at the moment um, including Josh and so Josh has been made redundant and it's been a bit of a process over the last three weeks where um, initially he thought he was going to be just kind of retained on minimum pay or on leave or something like that and um, and then it transpired that no they were going to be shutting down um, the New Zealand base for Virgin and so um, that means everybody in the country is now looking for an aviation job um, who used to work at Virgin let alone the other airlines that are that where where staff are based in New Zealand so this isn't just you're going to be made redundant you have to look for another job this is your career is being taken away from you there's no possibility of another job in the than the short term and everybody else will be going for those same jobs as you because um, the industry is going to take a while to get back on its feet so it's not just about uh, having a job removed but Josh has had his you know, this is what I do. I'm a pilot. This is what I've been trained to do. I don't know how to do anything else. He's had that removed from him, and so that's pretty crazy and pretty scary. And you know, for me, it's like, why am I I my pilot's wife anymore? (laughs) Um, I guess, I guess I am. He's still a pilot. He's just not being paid to be a pilot right now. Um, And there's a lot of thought, a lot of thought processes to get through, um, and a lot of questions we need to ask. But that's what's going on for us. And not only that, but I was working out at the airport too and um, and that that finished up too because there's no one flying there's no one going through airports and they really needed to cut everything they were doing and I was working in, in projects there um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about how it's been for me as as a wife of someone going through that because it's not as bad for me I, I can probably pick up work once this lockdown's over and we can get back out there um, I'm sure companies will start hiring in and need projects going again um, but for Josh it's it's really a, a huge different thing and so how it's been for me to support him through something um, that I really I mean like I can't help him I can't do anything to fix it uh, and and there's certain things that don't help when you try and say things and so um, some of the things I just wanted to to share with what i've been trying out and maybe some of this will help help other people and so reason i guess i keep talking about not being a doormat is i am so not a doormat i really um feel like we have an equal partnership an equal um you know we're best friends and he respects my opinion i respect his opinion and there are sometimes i put my foot down and sometimes he puts his foot down sometimes i feel more strongly about stuff and sometimes he does and so i'm totally not a doormat and so but when i say certain things and i suggest certain things about how to have a good relationship they might at first sight or at first when you first hear them they might sound like oh that's that's like you're just letting them get away with stuff or you're just being just you're just rolling over um and and i just i guess one of the things i want to get through in these podcasts is to kind of explain how I'm how I'm doing that and being a loving partner and being a nurturing wife and being even submissive um, that's a really um, emotional word and I'm, I'm not going to talk about that one today but it's not what I it's not what people think I mean when I say that word but even doing that but without being a doormat and so really important for me to try and explain this and um, a couple of things that I have been trying so far with mixed success just gonna be talking through those and one of them is that um, I'm just letting Josh have as much time to himself as he wants. So we have t- a couple of kids, and um, they are um, both preschoolers, so they are a handful. And they it, it, and we both are used to having some time away from them when we go to a, uh, go to our work and sometime when we spend time with them and just having the, having us all shut up in the house when we both are very ambitious and we both have all these personal goals that we want to achieve but we also have these kids that are demanding our attention all the time is quite hard um, and so it's hard for me as well as for him I mean I'm I, um, I am a bit more inclined to want to spend time at home rather than be at work um, and the choices that we've made have been about um, we also have these other passions one of them is warm houses and we wanted to build a house that was warm um, without needing heating and so without needing power to heat so being fully self-sustainable so we looked at solar, um, passive solar houses and we ended up not being able to have kids for years and years and years and so we were like what's that one of our other major goals in the meantime and that was let's build a house and so um, we have quite a mortgage and it's not because Josh is a pilot and I was working and we wanted to spend lots of money on our houses because let's see if we can build a passive solar house that's warm um, in every facet um, and so one of the facets is that we wanted it to look warm so that we felt warm and so we've made it into a Mediterranean style but when you do a Mediterranean style you have to keep in theme and so there are some things that we did that we had to do to make it look Mediterranean that are more expensive and we just totally did not do any of this because We had any extra money to spend but we did it because we wanted to build this warm house because there's nothing that we that we detest more than being cold either of us we just cannot stand being cold we wanted to build a warm house we didn't have kids we thought let's just build this house but now we've got two kids and we've got this mortgage on this house that we've built and it has been touch and go. And that's another story for another time Um, but we are in the situation where we have a mortgage i both we both have to work even though i would rather not have to work i'd rather be able to be home with the kids because it took us so long to have them I, I want to be bringing them up and actually being a part of their lives a lot of the time. Um, but because of um, this the house and what it and, and the issues that we had building, which everybody does, um, I've had to go out to work. but I work I was working three days a week. Um, and Josh obviously full time is a pilot. Um, and so these I'm just trying to give a background of the stresses and the, and a background to how hard it is for me. To give him as much time to himself as he wants <laughs> this time because um, i would also quite like some time to myself you know i want to be planning some podcasts i want to be um, doing some more business stuff um, i've got all these hobbies i love permaculture get out in the garden and um, but at this time i know it's really really hard for him so anytime he says i just need to be by myself i just go go for it go do it and he does do a lot of running he's trying to run a crazy Um, really big race uh, near the end of the year and he's training for that Um, totally um, happy for him to go because he always comes back in a positive mindset he listens to podcasts about motivational things and he always comes back happy Um, but because he's going through all of the stuff when he's um, interrupted by the kids a lot he gets grumpy really easily he's really stressed out about being able to you know be able to provide for us pay the mortgage Um, and he's stressed out about being stuck at home um, with the kids and feeling like he can't just do what he wants because he's used to that he's used to being able to have some time where there's no demands on his time he's um, he's away he's flown somewhere he's got you know 14 hours 16 hours before he has to fly back and he can do whatever he likes and so having that taken away is also a stress um, and so I, I do that for him and so even though um, he's going through stuff he he's also reciprocating. So when I've given, I've said, you know, just take your time, go downstairs, have, you know, disappear and um, I'll get the kids upstairs. Um, he does that. But then when I've given that time to him, he's, he's he's able to reciprocate, even though he's going, he's still going through this tough time. He still says, hey, well, do you want to have some time now? And, and I really appreciate that. Um, but I just want to say like, if, if, if we're going to do that for our partner and then they don't offer that, and, and that's a need that we have, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to ask for it I would I would but it would be gentle and it would be respectful and it would be like hey do you think I could have some time to myself too I don't need much time I just need to do this um and I would ask for it if he didn't offer it uh but I but I am you know anytime he wants it at the moment I let him have it and then he comes back and he's feeling much better um and the second part of that is partially because when he goes away he is talking to people he's ringing up others um and getting advice and so that's the second thing is I just um if if ever he gets a phone call at the moment and we might be in the middle of something family related um, again if I can set the context for that uh, when we were building the house we had um, so we we bought the land and we started making plans and then and then we did get pregnant and so we we had a a, a newborn while we're in you know very beginning stages of building and then two years later we had another newborn so we had a four-year building process and during that whole time we had um, crazy you know baby stuff going on and he was taking phone calls all the time from everybody because he project managed the build and so any time of the evening we were having dinner or whatever he would just go off and take these phone calls and so for me it was like I just never feel like I can have a conversation with him he's either away flying or when he's home he's on the phone um and but at the moment I if, if he needs to take a phone call or he needs to go and talk to someone I just I let him take the call um so again these are I'm trying to explain that I'm I'm giving up some things that are really really important to me at this time because I know that he's that he's struggling and this is my way of showing him that I'm there for him that I care for him and that I know how hard it is for him I'm not trying to fix it and I'm not trying to talk about um, you know make him you know feel better about it I'm not trying to smooth things over I'm I'm trying to do these things for him Um, and you know like if you're in a situation as well um, these might be different things but I I guess I'm talking about something that might be hard for you but in this time just let it happen because um, you know they might they might need it and it won't always be like this um, and so I let him um, he, he, he's talking to other pilots that are in the same situation as him and he's talking to other pilots that are working for other airlines and he's asking um, other people in different industries like, other things he's interested in uh, w- what they recommend at this time and should he look into you know other getting out into other things should he pursue more pilot jobs if there are any in the future and, and things like that um, and, and again when he comes back from those phone calls he's often in a better place too because he realizes other people are going through this he realizes that um, it's just as hard for others and that there are possibilities out there because people are sharing these possibilities with him so that's also been a good thing um, and while he's been going through this um, i've been busy researching <laughs> stages of grief because i remember i remember sort of talking about this i studied psychology at university and i remember something about this but i couldn't remember what they were and so i was just going back through them and um, there's different theories and some of them say there's five stages and some of them say there are seven um, but the one that um, the, the, i think there was an original one which was the five stages and that's denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and it says that um, because I sort of remember that you know you go through one and then the next one and the next one and I've been made redundant too and I fully remember thinking about this when I was made redundant and noticing myself going through these stages Um, and I've been noticing Josh going through these as well but they're not in the same order he he goes to to one stage and you'll come back and do another one so um, definitely there was denial there's kind of like a numbness like a this isn't this can't be happening they're, they're going to change their mind this is just a consultation period and something will happen and they won't they'll change their mind um definitely anger and a lot of that has been this the feeling that stuff's being taken away that was out of his control um but also that just the kids because um, a really important thing for for guys um is to be respected that's how they feel loved and we've got preschoolers who are a little bit not very good at showing respect to their dad sometimes and not listening that can make him really really angry because he doesn't he doesn't feel loved by his kids um so there's a lot of there's a lot of yelling sometimes but it's um you know it's all within the you know i'm going through something right now just leave me alone stop prodding me kind of stuff um uh, then there's um there's this kind they call it bargaining but it's kind of stuff like if only i'd done this or if if only i'd um you know not um made this mistake or if i only had you know, done this earlier and things like that um i haven't seen so much of that but maybe that's going on a bit more internally um definitely um depression is something so that's the fourth stage of just feeling really glum about having your identity taken away from you and what the heck are we going to do in the future there's you know there's no there's no jobs out there there's nothing for me what you know i'm i'm like i'm you know what, i'm what you say my kind of thing Um, and so um, and then the last one is acceptance like okay what what sorts of things are we going to move on with and I've seen Josh all the way through to the acceptance and then back again um, to anger and um, and, and I guess what I'm what I'm trying to describe here is that it's not it's not unique like um, this is this is stuff that people go through and it's just a matter of understanding (laughs) kind of for me I'm like okay um, now that I can see that on paper that that's what people go through it's totally just fine I, I know he's just going through this process and he'll get there in the end and you know he really is starting to um, come up with some other ideas already and it's only been two or three weeks maybe even only two um, so I think he's gone through some of this really quickly and you know but but you when know, I talk about the crazy stuff that's going on I mean um, we're, we're talking about maybe um, Uh, um, commuting jobs where he's away for half a month and he's home for half a month and um, maybe moving to Thailand or something so he can get a job there and you know we'll all just move across to Thailand and I mean again so that's not um, when we first uh, got together and I knew he was trained to be a pilot you know we made a promise to each other that if he wanted to be a pilot, I would support him. And then wherever he got the job, I would go with him. And if we had family, we would take them. And so, um, you know, that's not something that scares me. Like we're both really into adventure. And so if he is going to say, look, I, I, it's really important for me to be a pilot. The only jobs are in Thailand, then, you know, I've committed that, that we'll go. And so that's kind of scary. But it's another thing that, um, for me, I, um, I know what he's going through. I know that that's, you know, if I just support him in that, even if he decides that in the end he doesn't want to do that or that it's not best for us as a team um, initially i'm not going to say no way there's no way i'm moving to Thailand it's just okay you know let's work through that process and let's talk about it um and then and then so the last thing that i've i've been trying out well not the last thing but this is a third thing that um that comes to mind is um not like i'm I'm purposefully not trying to say things like well i probably have by accident but um trying not to say things like it's gonna be okay we'll get through this you know it's not so bad Um, um, you know like we'll you'll get another job you know because that's that just kind of probably sounds to him like he's not he's not really valid he's not these feelings that he's having aren't valid he shouldn't be so upset and he shouldn't be so depressed whereas he he fully probably should be and I can totally understand Um, and so it's um, I've been trying to kind of more talk to him in a way like um so it sounds to me like you know you're angry about this and this do you want to do you want to tell me about that is that what you're angry about like because maybe if you can tell me that that's what's making you angry then maybe it might help to talk about what we can do about it um like for example having your um uh you know having your he's one of the things he's getting angry about is not being able to get enough sleep because the kids are um keep waking us up early in the morning or at night and stuff And so it's out of his control that he isn't getting enough sleep. Um, But uh, but if we can talk about that and it's really making him upset, then there might be some things we can do um, to ensure that he gets a bit of sleep, or that once the kids get up, he can have a sleep in and and things like that. We can put stuff in place. So I'm trying to be real like practical and actually find some things that I can help and fix and do for him, so that it you know it makes it easier for him. Um, There's heaps of other things that. Um, I'm trying and failing it and you know we I'm saying things and and he's um, getting angry at what I'm trying to do because I'm saying the wrong thing as well and again I mean that goes back to um, one of my earlier episodes about saying sorry and about forgiveness and about we're not going to get this right all the time Um, but we're just We know that we're in it for the long haul this is just a season and there's going to be an end to it and we're going to come out the other side and hopefully it's going to be great it's going to be better than it was and you know we're gonna we're gonna there's some amazing things that are gonna come out of this I'm sure that because of this forced time to stop and rethink um, we can start again and we can start something awesome so I hope that's encouraged you if you are going through something tough in your relationship don't feel like you're alone because a lot of people are, are doing are doing things hard at the moment. Um, but it is just a season, and I just, for me, I just don't want people to get divorced because I know that th- the these problems can be solved. Um, I, I know it. I've seen it, and we can do it. It's just a matter of of knowing how to do it. And so, hang on in there and um it's it's not worth it to finish up a relationship when you can just get past this and get through it and get and be more close and more intimate at the other side when you have thanks so much for listening i really appreciate you for listening and um, i hope you're having a great week and i'll catch you again next time